0: Hey, guys. Are you ready for some money rehab?
1: Wall Street has been completely upended by an unlikely player, GameStop. That's
0: And should I have a 401k? Because don't do done. it? No, I never You think the whole world revolves around you and your money. Well, it doesn't. Charge for wasting our time. I
1: will take a check with
0: a you recognize her from anchoring on CNN, CNBC, and Bloomberg. The only financial expert you don't need a dictionary to understand. The cold Lapin. Today is a very different type of money rehab episode. Yesterday we were talking about series I-bonds, and today we're talking about past lives. Why are we doing this, you might be asking? Great question. Okay, so we've actually had some heavier topics on the show lately, and I wanted to give us a little break from those scary headlines and do something a little lighter. And so instead of looking into an uncertain future, we're going to mix it up, and we're going to try to understand the past. And I'll be honest— Just like I was when we had the dream analyst on episode 305, I am not a big believer in some of the more mystical, woo-woo ways of thinking. Here's my personal opinion, which you can always take or leave. But with things like past life regressions or dream analysis, I make decisions not on the analysis itself, but how the analysis makes me feel. Here's an example, and I'm completely making this up right now. So say I got a job opportunity that involved relocating to New York. If I went to a psychic and that psychic told me that I 100% absolutely without a doubt definitely should move back to New York, and that reading made me sad, I 100% absolutely without a doubt definitely would not go. And that's what I find most valuable. Sometimes I don't know how I feel about something until I'm given something that I can react to. And that's how I want us to think about the reading today with past life expert Elizabeth April. I have long struggled with complex PTSD and trauma around money that stems from my childhood. And I have done a lot. A lot of work in therapy to work through all of that. But the mean girl inside my head, in between my ears, still pipes up every now and then and pushes me back a step. One of Elizabeth's specialties is actually trauma. So I wanted to see how her analysis made me feel. Plus, I was honestly just super curious to see what someone would say about my past lives. And this conversation did not disappoint. I want you to think of the most epic past life scenario you can possibly think of. Did you think of it? Yeah. Mine's better. Just listen. Also, just a quick heads up, there was some silence in the recording when Elizabeth April was tapping into my past life regression. So we edited that out so you didn't have to just sit there on silence. You're welcome. (laughs) Elizabeth, welcome to Money Rehab. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. So let's talk about your specialty, past life regression. The first question naturally is, what the fuck is
1: past life regression? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So essentially, it's a process of taking an individual into a deep, relaxed state. This state could be called like a trance-like state. And in this deep, relaxed state, they're essentially able to let go of their present, current you know reality. And in that space, they can explore different timelines. Um, traditionally, it is a past life regressionist who is doing the regression, putting the person into a trance-like state and basically relaxing them to a point where they can let go of everything in their current life. And then they can kind of start to explore this weird space where time doesn't really exist, which is really, really cool. So essentially that is past life regression is getting into a deep deep meditation and then being guided to the point where you go where you need to go based on intention or essentially where your soul is uh, directing you so that you can fully explore what needs to be uncovered.
0: And why is understanding past lives helpful?
1: It's super helpful. I truly believe that we are an amalgamation of everyone that we've ever been before We are kind of the sum of all parts. And when we just take a look at this lifetime to try and understand who we are and why we behave the way that we do, it can be very difficult. It's kind of looking at only one piece of the puzzle. So when we start to take a look at past lifetimes and Akashic records, we start to really unravel and unpack the full picture of who we are, why we behave the way that we do. Um, Certain fears can really be understood better looking at past lifetimes. Even things like injuries in this lifetime are typically repeated from past lifetimes. Uh, Relationship trauma issues, family issues can also all be linked back to past lifetimes. I've even seen weird birthmarks being linked to past lifetimes as well. And what's Akashic Records? Or what are Akashic Records? (laughs) The Akashic Records are essentially the library of all of your past lifetimes. So that's just kind of uh, a term that we use in this field. And what about money?
0: Obviously, we're money rehab, so we're following the money trail, I suppose, in this lifetime and all the lifetimes, really. So if someone experienced bankruptcy in, say, a past life, how might their present be affected and how could they work through that? Or let's say it was the opposite. Have you seen that happen where they were really
1: rich and now they're, you know, struggling with some sort of money issue? Absolutely. Yeah, I've seen this quite a few times. Um, A lot of my clients have had financial difficulty, and it's something that seems to just kind of follow you or plague you, no matter how hard you work, no matter how much energy, time, vibration you put into manifesting money, uh, there's always this wall that you hit. And when we take a look at these past lifetimes, we can see very clearly that there are those similar patterns happening in past lifetimes that need to be re-experienced in order to kind of bring closure to them so that you can move forward and work hard and be financially free and abundant. Um, There are many different cases of finances in past lifetimes affecting the current life. I've seen cases in past lifetimes where someone is extremely wealthy to the point where all of their needs and more are taken care of at a materialistic level, but all of their personal, interpersonal dynamics and relationships are failing, and they're actually not really that happy. They're very wealthy and not very happy, and so they chose contractually to come into this lifetime having nothing at all, no money, no finances, no material wealth, but having really incredible dynamics and relationships. And what I truly believe is that we can have it all. We can have both. We can have a financially abundant bank account and we can have a very abundant interpersonal life as well. And it's important to review some of these lifetimes in order to bring closure and completion to that, understand, oh my goodness, I learned that lesson. I'm able to move forward and I'm ready to finally receive financial abundance.
0: Wow. Okay, so how does the past life regression work?
1: Yeah, so let me let me explain it. If if you feel like there's a big block in your life, like it could be financial, um, if if there's a repeated relationship pattern um, and if you feel like you're in a pretty good place right now and there's not anything that you want to work through, then you can just say whatever needs to come through for me right now in the moment and we can make it really general and just kind of see what pops up. Let's see what pops up.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of money trauma for sure. A lot of that comes from my childhood. And mm. so, you know, I'm curious if that has been something that I've experienced um, before or perhaps it was the opposite. Uh, as you would mentioned, people choose different things or they're confronted with different things. So that's the first thing that popped up for me.
1: Yeah, great. Okay. So all I need for from you to get started is your full name. So first, middle, and last, repeated out loud three times over. That just gives me permission to tap in, and it'll take me a couple of minutes to um, to kind of take a look and, and see what's going on in your past lifetimes.
0: Okay, great. Okay, so Nicole Miriam Lappin. Nicole Miriam Lappin. Nicole Miriam Lappin. Hmm. Mm, This is very interesting. Okay. Hold on to your wallets, boys and girls. Money Rehab will be right back. Now for some more Money Rehab. So
1: a couple things that I have to just mention beforehand. First of all, Take it or leave it. All right. This is totally up to you to if it resonates with you, it's for you. If not, no big deal at all. Also, secondly, so I'm a clairvoyant, which means that everything that comes to me comes to me as a vision. So it's a very clear picture in my mind. And sometimes I wish I could just project my third eye, right? It'd be a lot simpler. So immediately when I tap into your energy, I'm getting directed to, right before your, your Akashic Records, I'm just getting directed to your uh, chakras, okay, and your aura. And there's a lot going on in your throat chakra and your solar plexus chakra. So the throat chakra is all about communication, um, and then the solar plexus, which is kind of right in between your ribcage, where your diaphragm is is a yellow color and it's all about your willpower and then also your ability to manifest. And typically that's where abundance sits, is right in that solar plexus chakra area. What's really fascinating is that your communication is directly linked to your uh, your ability to manifest and how confident you are. So if you're not feeling confident, you shut down your communication. If you feel really confident, you probably over-talk. And I feel like that specifically may be directed to um, your childhood with like, uh, conversation around money, communication about money, maybe fighting about money, and um, there's some trauma there uh, as far as uh, communication and then the ability to manifest, but when I took a look at your Akashic records, you definitely have a lifetime here. The more vivid it is for me, the more pronounced it is in your energy. Um, now, typically, there are many lifetimes associated with the same problem, but it feels like this is probably the main lifetime associated with this. And it's really, really fascinating. Okay. So as always, once again, take it or leave it immediately, I get thrown back to a past life where you were a male and that can happen. You can switch roles. Um, you are a male and you were a, let's call you a researcher in great Britain. So in England, um, and I want to say that this is around the 16th, 17th century, 16, 1700, somewhere around there. And it feels like the research that you did was like on ancient. Uh, civilizations. Okay, so you're very fascinated about what happened in human history beforehand, ancient civilizations, like kind of like archaeology type stuff. And at that point, you know, in England, things were pretty developed, like, uh, it was a really booming kind of nation, you could say. And one of the things that you were really studying in a a deep way was actually the ancient civilizations of Egypt. And you were studying different hieroglyphs and, and things that went on back then. And so with your all of your research, there was these two men who contacted you and said, hey, I feel like you were a professor, maybe. It'd be interesting because sometimes you can actually go back and find who you were as that human being in that past lifetime, especially if it was that recent. And so these two men contacted you and said, hey, we're doing this expedition to Egypt and we want to bring you along because you have all of this knowledge and information and I feel like you were also studying like ancient languages back then as well and so they wanted you to kind of translate some things and maybe check out some tombs like it just really wasn't being touched at that time it felt like you were almost like one of the first explorers to go over to Egypt uh, to kind of take a look at these things. And so you agreed. You were very excited about it. I think that you didn't go uh, because you just didn't have the funding behind you to go. And these two men kind of brought the funding with them. And so the three of you went and you kind of had this huge team of whatever diggers or, you know, uh, people who knew the land. Um, And you ended up finding, you actually came across this like I don't know how else to say it, but like treasure trove of ancient artifacts, like a lot of like gold. I just see a lot of gold and like statues and kind of like a, a tomb that was like discovered by you guys. Once you found all of that, now you were there for quite some time, like I want to say that you were actually in Egypt for probably a year, year and a half, kind of discovering everything. And once you made this huge discovery, uh, what ended up happening was these two men turned around and they killed you. Um, You were murdered. And it was a huge cover-up. And because it was kind of Egypt and it wasn't really developed at that time, there wasn't necessarily an investigation into your death. There wasn't, there wasn't a whole lot that individuals, police officers in England could do, even though you were quite a prominent figure. And what's really fascinating about this, so here's kind of where the abundance comes in. You find all of this gold, you find all of these artifacts, and that could be financial abundance, but also just an abundance of the greatest discovery known to man at that time. And all of a sudden you're killed for discovering this. Okay. So the word that comes through for me when really taking a look at what this lesson is and why this would maybe be replaying in your life. And this is probably directly connected to your childhood as well is safety. There is an issue or a fear of if I am financially abundant and free, I will not be safe. So there's a very subconscious sort of patterning that's happening at a deep level in your psyche of self-sabotaging your ability to be financially free by whatever, creating situations, scenarios, hitting roadblocks, and those kind of things, because there's this fear of, I may die uh, if I come into financial abundance. I'm probably not going to be safe. And I wouldn't be surprised if you have trust issues, probably in relationships, whether it be business dynamics or even uh, romantic dynamics around finances of, I don't trust you with my finances, because what if you turn around and you either take it all um, or you kill me (laughs) or you kick me out um, because because of this? And once once again, this safety and finances also feels like it's linked to childhood in this lifetime of maybe there wasn't a feeling of safety, maybe there was an issue in childhood that didn't make you feel safe, or maybe you didn't feel safe from your parents and maybe those issues. And so these things kind of come up, even if it's not like you're not an archaeologist in this lifetime, you may not even have an interest in ancient histories or cultures um, or artifacts, but these themes do come up um, again and again. And so what's really fascinating with going into these past lives in your Akashic records is the second that you know where that's coming from. The second that you even just hear about this lifetime, it immediately neutralizes the energy of that karma in that past lifetime. Immediately, you can remind yourself consciously in this moment, I am safe, and this is a good affirmation for you, I am safe to be financially abundant. I am safe to be financially free. Um, And that's gonna immediately allow you to move forward without those damaging self-sabotaging uh, mechanisms.
0: Whew. Wow, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Thank you. Um, that's so fascinating. And so how should I incorporate that now moving forward or that information?
1: What would you suggest? Yeah, a couple of things. So really to be aware of when you block yourself or when you kind of step away from an opportunity because of this feeling of I don't trust or I'm not safe. So really like the immediate thing is recognizing when you don't feel safe uh, or when you're not in a trusting, open Vibration, Because when you shut yourself off like that, you close off the channels of abundance. Um, and so that's immediately going to uh, affect you. Right. So recognizing that and then reminding yourself in those moments, I am safe to be financially free and using those kind of words and those kind of affirmations to update yourself in the present moment. Um, I would also say to kind of go back into childhood or go back into past uh, relationships or any other moments in this lifetime where you haven't felt safe being financially open and free and forgiving those those times, forgiving yourself, forgiving the parties and people involved. And that should also really help you um, close those doors of that energy to really move forward uh, in a very free and abundant way.
0: Wow. Okay. Okay. I, um, I'm i still digesting, like, the dude in the UK and then in <laughs> Egypt murdered situation. How do people go back and look and find who they may have been?
1: Mm-hmm. So personally, I have a very difficult time getting names from past lifetimes. So it would be as easy as just getting the name and, and giving you that name. Um, and every once in a while, a, a very strong name will come through. But what I recommend is, is um, Just Googling the circumstances around it. Right. So uh, English archaeologist around the 1600s disappearing in Egypt. Right. Like something like that. So oddly enough, I actually just did a just like this, a very quick because we can go way deeper than that, and way more in depth with detail. Um, but I did a very quick uh, past life um, with another individual in an, in an interview, in a podcast interview, um, just last week. And then the day after I was listening to, um, you know, a, a history lesson on, on a different podcast, I was just listening to that casually in the car. And the exact person that this woman was came up in that podcast. Like, the name, everything, the whole circumstance, getting shot in the back by the brother as, like, a Wild West, you know, it it was insane, right? So I sent all the information to her, I'm like, this is crazy, but I think this was you, and there was, like, news articles, like, this story matched exactly, so... Sometimes when it's super ancient past lifetimes or even off-world past lifetimes, uh, it can be very difficult to validate in that way. But yeah, I, I definitely recommend doing a quick little Google search and seeing what comes through. And if you need that information to be validated, the, that validation will just come into your life, as odd as that sounds. Oh my gosh, I totally have the chills. Let's just leave it open. Let's just see if there's okay. anything else. Okay. Okay, one second. Okay. Okay. Very interesting. So there is something, uh, and it actually has a lot to do with your throat chakra communication, uh, which is interesting because you run a podcast and that's what you do for a living. That's great that you are in this position now. Um, but there's still this weird, like, it's almost like you're not as free as you could be with your communication, whether that be at a private level, at an internal level, external level, public level, immediately. I get this past lifetime where you were a woman and the words that came through were like medicine woman, It felt like you were a little bit like an alchemist, like you would put different um, herbal remedies and tinctures and kind of like like teas and essential oils type of type of vibe. And you people would come to you and they would say, hey, I have um, a gut issue or my back is hurting. And you would basically be able to tune into their energy as an empath and recommend what they need. Um, You were also a hands on healer in that lifetime as well. So you're able to actually heal people with your energy energy um, as well as kind of give them some physical remedies uh, to help them along which was great. Awesome. You helped a lot of people and you actually started to gain a bit of a following in that lifetime. And a lot of people really believed in what you did um, just because it was so helpful. But because of that, because you went outside of the norm of that lifetime, you uh, were seen as a threat. And it feels like this was kind of dark ages, medieval era. Um, it feels like, um feels like it was a very kind of religious or very Catholic, Um, system at that time, and because you did not fit into that structure, you were seen as that threat, and they ended up um, trying you, they put you on trial for, I don't think that they necessarily, I think this was before the witch burning era, because I don't see you getting burned, but they basically tried you for, I, this is what it was, you were tried for treason. It was like you were going against the state. You were going against, you know, what those current practices, accepted practices were, and they ended up finding you guilty for doing this, and they ended up hanging you. It was a public execution, and you got hung. Now, can you talk about, you know, uh, like the crazy amount of damage that would be in that- at throat chakra of I'm speaking my truth. I'm standing in my power. I I've cultivated this beautiful following of people who really believe in what I'm doing. And you died, you know, because of that, uh, which is really traumatic. Now there's another lifetime that comes up. And this was like after that lifetime. And once again, you were a male, which is really interesting. This time you were like a very tall, young, good-looking male. And you were very much so a philosopher, very much so a free thinker uh, at that time. And you really wanted to get into politics mostly because you wanted to change the system this is kind of you're you're very feisty in a lot of your lifetimes of I see what's wrong and I know how to change it right I have the solutions for you and so you went into politics to change it only to be uh slammed with bureaucracy right with with the system and you really couldn't get yourself outside of the system you felt very stuck in that system and uh, and you were very unhappy happy so you were in a very high powered job you were very abundant actually in that position but you were you weren't free you know you weren't happy you weren't free um, you are very stuck and um, that lifetime comes up in tandem with the other lifetime because in relation to this lifetime there's this need in you of changing the system of, of course, helping people uh, and relaying information and relaying solutions to problems, but you keep yourself very contained to what is socially acceptable. Because the second that you went outside of what was socially acceptable in that past lifetime as that woman, you were persecuted and therefore killed for going outside of the norm. And then you went into a lifetime where you're like, "I'm only going to fit into the norm. I'm only going to give people what they need within this structured system." And so there's there's kind of this fight that you have within yourself of how much do I say, how much do I relay, and how much do I hold back, how much do I keep to myself, um, and and. So so the message here is just let it all go, let it all out, you know, step back into that empathic feeler that you are, step back into, um, that teacher that you are and, and just say it. You know, say it like it is, and I'm sure you already do, and you've already pushed past a lot of those boundaries because this is what you do for a living, but it's kind of time to, to take it to the next level, whatever that may mean in, in, in your world, um, but it, this came up specifically to release and to heal the damage that's been caused by you being in the public eye and, uh, and you either being yourself or fitting into what that norm is.
0: Oh my gosh. Dang girl. No, it's true. It's actually something that I've I've not talked about, but it's been a constant struggle and source of shame for me that's totally around my throat. A thousand percent. It's um I've I have like PTSD symptoms where I actually feel like I'm choking. And it feels like when I'm in relationships, I, I actually start stuttering when I try to express myself, which is a huge source of shame because I'm, like, an active communicator and can do all of these broadcast things. And yet, like, I cannot get words out. And it's so, um, yeah, it's one of my innermost struggles, for sure.
1: Wow. 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 And and so what I typically find is is after just knowing these pieces of information, you should be able to kind of actually move through those blocks uh, much more easily moving forward in, in letting yourself know I'm safe to speak up right and that's a good affirmation for you I'm safe to speak up I'm safe to be vulnerable I'm safe to be my my truest self and anyone who cannot handle that or anyone who does not fully accept that unconditionally is not the individual who's aligned to your highest good
0: Uh, wow I never considered those things um, as contributors that's definitely
1: so helpful thank you yeah, absolutely. So interesting.
0: <laughs> so interesting indeed. So what you would uh say for takeaways would potentially be affirmations around something that had helped you back
1: in the past? Yeah. So even for those listening to this who are saying, oh, my goodness, I have to, you know, get a past life reading, you actually don't. So, you know, one of the things that I've really understood over the years is that it is completely possible to release and to heal from past life traumas without even knowing what the past life is the biggest thing that we need to do is we need to take a look at our life, understand what the big blocks are. And the biggest blocks are usually the repeated ones. What are the repeated issues with finances? What are the repeated issues in relationships? What are the repeated issues with communicating or what have you? And once we take a look at that, formatting some sort of positive affirmation around those blocks, is going to be really healthy in healing. And I usually like to to say positive present moment statements. I am ready to heal, you know, or I am healing in this moment. You know, those kind of things are, are going to be really important. And then being very specific about what the issue is that you want to heal is all going to really help you.
0: For today's tip, you can take straight to the bank. Okay, so I don't know if I believe that I am a reincarnated medicine woman healer, murder victim archaeologist, although the throat stuff was spooky accurate. But here's what I found most important in this conversation. Validation. One of the issues that stems from my complex PTSD is that someone isn't going to believe my pain. The fact that Elizabeth could trace some explanation for that is amazing. One of the hardest parts I've found about overcoming my trauma is making it feel like it's not my fault. And whether there's any real bias in what Elizabeth said, in a weird way, I did immediately feel comfort in the idea that somehow I inherited trauma because the insinuation there is that I didn't cause it. And like she says, you don't need to do a past-life reading in order to know what affirmations work for you. And you can borrow mine. I am ready to heal. production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Nicole Lappin. Our producers are Morgan Lavoy and Mike Coscarelli. Executive producers are Nikki Etor and Will Pearson. Our mascots are Penny and Mimsy. Huge thanks to OG Money Rehab team Michelle Lands for her development work, Catherine Law for her production and writing magic, and Brandon Dickert for his editing, engineering, and sound design. And as always, thanks to you for finally investing in yourself so that you can get it together and get it all.